We here at the Canadian Pyrocast love everyone and everything on Earth. But we also believe that everyone and everything should be mocked, lampooned, satired, parodied, and poked on at, because that's a quality. This program is not for children or the easily offended. We trust your judgment. Take my whole sink and come and drown them. Young of the wind walls. So that thing I wanted to show you about that was um, a dumb thing with Trudeau is a two-year-old clip on the global of him getting in trouble for eating a candy bar in the House of Commons. What? <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is... See, this is like what's absurd about this is just... Do you want to see the clip? It's just a minute long. Mm. Okay. Sure. March of 2019. I can't tell if he's actually joking because everyone else is laughing, but like. Uh, they're laughing like they're a bunch of kids, like where a kid just got called into the principal's Dude, office. I told you, I told you, House of Commons stuff is just ridiculous. Yes. Get, every, get your party in control. This is just like the... Oh my god. I see, I told you. It's infuriating watching this stuff. That's, I've seen so much of it. I Again, I just like that there are a bunch of kids like, where a kid got called in the principal. I was like, oh! Exactly. Oh, it's fucking stupid. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Canadian Pyrocast. Welcome. Holiday movie special. Halloween. Halloween movie spooktacular extravaganza. think of i don't know i want to find something i would i wish i could think of something more creative it doesn't have to be it doesn't though either way it's my favorite holiday though it feels like it should be amazing although it is because it's halloween i love this month it's the best month. that's of why the year. it doesn't have to be that's for trevor I, lo- I just love any reason to oh she doesn't <laughs> be a good thing in summertime too like any any celebrated horror movies any time of the year it's in the middle of summer <laughs> yeah i would do it yeah uh so this is a two-part episode for our uh and hopefully we'll get this out as soon as possible this is a godspeed to gummy bear for doing all the editing for this first part thank you it's much appreciated from everybody here at canadian pyrocast on the crew tapey and stubby both have have cards here for you thank you gummy bear <laughs> they wrote them themselves so now I just get paid an appreciation yeah, well, you're a manager. <laughs> That's how it works. So, <laughs> uh, today we're going to... Re- okay, so the first part, we're going to review four movies total. So, what are the first two movies we're going to review, Gummy Bear? Hereditary and Midsummer. Right. And then in part two, we will be reviewing... The Thing and Chopping Mall. Booyah! These are both great movies. 
all four of them. <laughs> all both, both four. Of both them. four of them. <laughs> so, Canadian Pyrocast after dark. <laughs> uh, some quick news updates though, and I just again the candy bar thing. I think is just in, so he's a chronic snacker. We know this. He eats candy bars in class when you're not supposed to. It's not lunch break. Who cares? Who cares? I know. Who cares? This is, I think this is emblematic of cake. Eat all the chocolate bears. It's, just do things. This, this is what I mean, though, where I think this is emblematic of cake politics, care. where it's just the bureaucracy is stupid as shit, and that's like it's baked into our system almost. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I'm not really sure who or where that conservative MP is from, but it's just like... He did he really? I'm not like was he jo- was he joking? Did he really think it was that important to stand up and be? He was like, yeah, I got him. I found it I don't in think, rules. I don't think as much happens in Canada. Like he was like, things happen. Really like excited. He's like, finally, I've actually I can actually stand up and say something in the house. Yay! No, the scariest. The scariest. <laughs> what was that? The scariest thing about about a leadership is like when they have a majority, just because then they can they can do a lot with no nothing really holding it back or one person's agenda. That being said, uh, or even the party's agenda, uh, when it's minority, just it's this, it's this until there's <laughs> another election. So, you're up. Uh, what, what were your news updates, though, Gummy Bear? I, I forgot to mention this in the Single Bite 2 mini-sode. Mini ep- mini episode. They 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 are called mini episodes, I guess. I think that's <laughs> but, a thing term people use. Um, I th- I'm not sure if it was the day after we recorded or the day after the episode went live for episode eleven when we were talking about attacks on the homeless people. I want to say it was the day after we the episode was posted. Uh, A man, and I like how they worded this, experiencing homelessness. Uh, Because I wasn't really sure what to say in that episode. I remember we we had a little bit of a chit-chat about about making it the other, but experiencing homelessness. I was like, okay, that's a good way to put it, I guess. I mean, put put something, that's a good way to put something terrible in respectful manner, that's what I mean to say. I, I think we're getting too sensitive with words. George Carlton no, saw but this I like shit. It. He, George Carlton saw this saw this stuff coming. <laughs> I don't think that's too sensitive. I think that's accurate. No, that is that is accurate. You're right. It's uh, but it's both are true. Is he's experiencing homelessness and he was factually okay. Homeless. So he was. They're both true. Um, confronted by three other men and struck with a pipe. Well, that's undeserved. A heavy beaten. Beaten with a metal pipe. Jesus Christ. On the weekend. Um, oh, yeah, so it was on the weekend. It was so it was. The news came out the day after we posted episode 11, but it happened on Saturday, October the 2nd at 11 p.m. Um, on Museum Way in Nanaimo. That's saddening. Uh, and anyone with information is. Asked to contact Nanaimo's RCMP. Did they mug him, or was he just attacked? Just again, another what another f- incident of just, just like woohoo, we're gonna beat this fucking person up for no reason. So, fucking Christ! And I'm really sorry I didn't mention that last episode because this has nothing to do with movies, but I wanted to mention it right now before it like because it's been it's already been a while and I had meant to mention it last time. 
Um, yeah, so, and the, the cops don't even know who did it, so if anyone has information, contact the Nanaimo RCMP, please. It was an unprovoked attack. Five percent of people are assholes. I'm, That's all I can really think to I'm say. I'm sorry that I had that I had to say it now, but no, I couldn't wait because I forgot to last time. Don't do it though. It's, um, it's the news, right? It just, it just bums me out again. Just as like again. From... I know when I saw it, I just was really upset. Yeah, my heart sank a little bit for yeah whoever that is. It's a for me. It's a scary thing. Sorry, and I why it bugs me. And sorry, I'm a bit like again. I I, I sorry, I'm bumbling with my words and my commenting on that again. Just I don't know. Again, working with people that again working with homeless people, they have a high attrition rate, even in circumstances where again we're they're being sheltered and fed regularly and stuff mm-hmm. like that too. And they're given they're given access like you know to healthcare people coming in and making sure that they are taken care of to some degree and um even then it's just like there's that high attrition rate which is just it is what it is and it's unfortunate and so that's this kind of thing to me is just kind of uh it's really saddening because it's so unnecessary on top of that like these are these are people yeah and again these are people in bad circumstances where we're coming we're we're still mid we're still mid pandemic and dealing with all this kind of stuff right and it's not over yet and there's still gonna be lots of issues with this and that's not a reason just to commit any kind of violence like that. No, it's kind of stupid though because it's kind of like somebody like that is three people, three people, well three people that are that ignorant and just that shitty are. I'm not sure you could just rationalize that with them. It's uh, just saddening because I'm sure somebody that would do that, just not, again, like that was just, uh, just somebody that was just homeless and just there is, uh, yeah, like, I don't know, again, I, I understand that there's a issue with homeless people, but uh, somebody that would commit something like that is just obviously they're uh, beyond fixing. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry for the bummer. Um, I guess let's move on. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. Sorry, I just sorry. I think it just fucks. Sorry, I think it just fucks me up though. Because again, it's like if there was like some kind of motive, like they're mugging or some shit, it'd be like that'd be sad. But then it's like just I get at least okay. That's it. This is just like just doing it for sport is the thing that's like fucking me up. Or I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like just like, yeah, let's go just fuck somebody up. Why? Sorry though. Uh, sorry, now I'm dwelling on it, but uh, anyway, yeah, we should move on. <laughs> Fuck. Movie reviews. <laughs> I already sent you that news, so it's, you know, I feel like you should know about it already. You did, but I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's really resonating with me through. Okay, sorry. This just, sorry. There was just somebody died in my workplace recently, so it was just kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. Just think about that, though, because again, I, I don't know. We don't know what happened with it, but sorry. Just, uh. That's why it's a bit of a thing. Sorry, why it's resonating with me right now. But let's uh, we'll move on. Uh, so these first two movies, Hereditary and Midsummer. Actually, maybe let's just do some awkward. Let's do some awkward key music. Let's let's do some awkward key music. And go For ahead. awkward sake. Oh, I'm sorry. Just uh, sorry because I'm just I'm, I'm actually tearing up a little bit. I just need a second here. But we'll um, we'll be back in like two minutes. Thank you. Up 
pass our souls from shoveling all day. So sit down, sit down, sit down. So, hereditary. What's up with that? <laughs> okay, welcome back. We're all refreshed. Yes. I apologize again for the bummer news. Um, we're going to talk about hereditary and midsummer now. Yes, I'm sorry for letting my emotions get the better of me, but I That's got okay. that. It happens I, to I everybody. got that stuff under wrap now. We're all good, good now. I'm good. So, so we're going to talk about movies. <laughs> talking about scary movies. This first one, Hereditary, directed by Ari Aster. Don't... Both of them are actually. Yeah. That's why it's a pair. Spoiler. <laughs> it's not a spoiler. I think I think that's why we're doing these two, right? It would have been such a twist though, like we waited so long and someone's like, What they did he did both movies? What? <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking. I don't think he's come up with anything else, but I'm excited to see what he does next. I I am too, because I have two completely different feelings about both movies and we're gonna be into disagreement in this. You know, it's interesting, yeah. I think I think we really will be. But that's So here I'm pulling it up right now. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, so but essentially it seems that those are his two so the big thing with Hereditary and Midsummer are he was the director and writer. And actually his most recent thing, also yes, which it's probably not doesn't I don't think it's out yet, but it's called his next thing is Disappointment Boulevard Boulevard. Cool. Yeah, not I, oh, it's going to star Joaquin Phoenix. Ooh. See, that actually makes me interesting because he's like one of those weird eccentric actors where he only takes roles that interest him because he's like weird and eccentric. So yeah, he just he's just rich enough and he can now. Well, like also, Daniel Rad- but have you ever seen him though? Like he is he is something else. Have I ever seen him? I mean, like, so have you ever seen interviews interview, interviews with Joaquin Phoenix? Only a little bit. Did you see the Brother Bear thing? Yes. That's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> she's like yes i watched this movie i loved it so much i cried i don't think you've ever cried really in your entire life <laughs> and like you're, maybe you, because it maybe because it was so fucking fake no well here that's the thing is that no it's like okay here's the thing walking phoenix had a horrible fucking life he had a very effed up life i know yeah um, I don't want to get into that because it's not about That's, him. And but, you know what? He's not even in any of the movies we're talking about. No, he's not. But I, I do love him as an actor. He's an amazing actor. And that's what I'm saying, though. That's why I'm actually I'm more excited for this next movie because Ari Aster Just, is... That's it. That's the only reason. He's Well, no, Ari Aster is interesting to me because these movies, I see them as polar opposites. <laughs> like, so his next one, I'm just like, ooh, what's it going to be? It's going to be like M. Night Shyamalan. Will it be good? Will it not be good? <laughs> we'll only find out in time. Yeah. <laughs> so, that being said, though, Hereditary, his first movie... Do you want to do like a quick plot synopsis before we go into spoilers and stuff like that? Go for it. So the plot synopsis of Hereditary is about a family that it starts off with a family that loses the matriarch of the family, the grandmother, and then they kind of have a, the family's very disconnected and, you know, they're not like very family-like to each other. But then some kind of weird shit starts happening and you kind of find out from the main woman, Tony John, Johnny John. Shit, what's her name? I want to pay her respect. She's actually really awesome. Why, why am I forgetting her name? The actress or the character? Actress. Actress. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Fuck. See, I've been cursed because of the, the Horgan. I have the Horgan curse. <laughs> I can't do names now. <laughs> Tony Collette, amazing. That's why I want to give her props. I want to get her not, not fuck her up. But yeah, her character in this is the mother of the grandma and then some kind of stuff happens where it's just like oh my family has a bunch of crazy ass shit happening then the kind of some supernatural spooky stuff happens and the whole movie's like oh is she crazy is it supernatural what's going on Ooh, and that's the movie 
that's a synopsis. Is that would you can you can you do a better synopsis? Ter- terrible job. <laughs> I think I nailed it. <laughs> that's the movie. Nothing about the cults or like. Well, I didn't want. I don't know where. I didn't want. Didn't know where to go into spoilers for that too. But that's what I'm saying. So some. I was trying to give it like so a general synopsis without any kind of spoilers about things. But okay. I'll bleep that out. <laughs> yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah. We we can do that. I'm bad at this. I'm sorry. It's okay. But like I said, so yeah, it's basically like a supernatural movie about is she kind of crazy? Is she not? And it's while the family's going through death. And grief. Grief. And that's kind of the movie. And so, like I said, I'm trying to, again, I'm trying to do a better job in the trailer because trailers give way too much nowadays, right? So. I'm going to be really pretentious right now. Go for it. I almost never watch trailers. Well, I've been trying not to. I went into both movies blind and I feel like, you know, if I get a recommendation or like, you know, maybe I'll read the blurb and I'm interested, then I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. Usually, I feel like that serves me really well. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but when you said Midsummer was spoiled for you, I feel like that really spoiled your um, enjoyment of the movie <laughs> as a whole, <laughs> and we'll get into that a little bit more later. <laughs> fair. That's fair. That's true, maybe, but also, again, I still have my <laughs> opinions. I've been so, I didn't Did you have any spoilers for Hereditary? No, nothing whatsoever. I just knew, I just, I knew the name. It starred a really great actress, and it was going to be creepy. Is she crazy? Is she not crazy movie? And I'm not trying to be a dick to it, but though it's just like it's a story plot. That's like, it's a it's a thing in movies for a reason, and it's I'm, yeah. I really liked it though. Uh, and well, that's what I mean. Where I like this more than the other one, well, most of them. Okay, so now can we get into spoilers though? Because just right off the bat, like. Yeah. The daughter gets killed. Fucking killed. <laughs> so, oh yeah. We that should, oh, was we should, shocking well, when we, I first we, watched it. Sorry, we should say in our family too. It's our family structure. You have Tony Collette, which is the mother that has all the hereditary crazy issues. Then you have her husband, who's just trying to be a supportive husband, who's like also her psychologist. And he's just trying to do his best to keep the family together. You have her late teen something son, a 17, 19 year old son. Maybe 18-year-old son. He can't drink yet. He couldn't legally drink yet. He was in high school. I want to say senior, but I could look okay. that up. So he's senior, but he's he's kind of a dick. He's kind of a dick. He's a dick, but he's also, you eventually empathize with him. Then you have their 13-year-old daughter. And she dies in, like, the first 20 minutes of the movie. Like, fucking, like, gets her head torn, like, taken off in a fucking car accident. It's intense. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just threw me the fuck. I'm sorry, because it was like, you're right about spoilers for the movie, because that just, like threw me off because so yeah. without seeing anything because you just hear the name hereditary and then in the first like 10 minutes it's when tony collette is at this like parent uh this meeting what do you call those meetings a a grief break. meeting grief for meeting her, like after her mom died yeah so going to like a public grief meeting and she just like unloads like my brother a support group a support group oh shit that's what those are called yeah <laughs> support group <laughs> You know, <laughs> a meeting. What the fuck support. <laughs> anyway, though, so yeah, so it's like, oh, my mom had de- had multi-disassociative identity disorder, and my brother had schizophrenia, and said my mom was trying to put people inside of her at me, and then her dad like killed himself with starvation because he was like had psychosis. So uh, again, so me being kind of a dick though, my first question was, why the fuck did you have children? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's me being an asshole, though. But I, obviously, it's... Well... I know. DID isn't uh, hereditary 
schizophrenia can be, I guess. I know. I'm or genetic. Or I don't whatever. think that's a reason for somebody not having kids. Like, obviously, like, if somebody wants to have kids, go for it. Like, it's, mental health issues, some of them are, some of them aren't, blah, blah, blah. It's just, like, it's just funny, though, because, again, it's just, like, just, like, oh, the most literally psycho, like, fucked up family you've ever heard of. So, it's, like, <laughs> oh, damn it. Like, I can't even, like, even, like, I just can't ever imagine going to a group like that. Like, you just be like, hey, I've never met you, but here's... Here's all this backstory. Oh, shit. Well, like, no, I'm totally like that. I had a thing in my workplace where it's like, hey, so I just don't want this information out. Like, yeah, but work policy, not to do that. I'm like, sweet. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, because I don't like people in my business unless I tell them. Uh, anyway, though, so I thought the whole movie, though, was going to be, though, because, like, her daughter has some, like, her daughter's kind of fucking weird. And, like, kind of she has, gives off some, like, serial killer vibes. Yes. Yeah. That, that's explained, though. She That's explained later, though. But so she kind of, she's kids giving off serial, serial killer vibes where, like, there's a dead bird and she cuts the head off because she's, like, I don't know, into dead things. I just want to, like, squeak in here and say, like, I only watched it once before. This was your first time watching it. And my second after, like, a ye- like almost two years since the first time I watched it. So, like, there's stuff I forgot. But then, then I also got to catch a few things I didn't understand before that I do remember mm-hmm. from my first watch. Interesting. I think I like it a little bit more now than I did the first time. Oh, fuck. I would totally watch this again. And I, the thing is, like, I watched a couple... I'm, I'm the kind of dork that watches some movie reviews that point these things out. So yeah, none, none of these are my observations. Oh, my God. But these are things I appreciated, <laughs> though, because I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, that's a good detail. And this is where, yeah. like, Hereditary is very smartly structured. So this is, like, contrasting with Midsummer. So... <laughs> I have I'll explain this. I have I have my reasons for this. Anyway though, so yeah, anyway though, so I thought the whole movie I thought the whole movie was gonna be like, oh, is the mom crazy? Is the dad crazy? Or sorry, the is the daughter crazy? Is the son crazy? Who <laughs> has the who has the crazy genes? They're right? all crazy. And I know uh, so and I, obviously like I'm not trying to be a dick and just say like be I'm just trying to be over hyperbolic here. And then yeah, the daughter dies in the first twenty minutes and that shocked shocked me. And so you're right about like this is where I don't like watching trailers and I just hadn't heard anything about the movie because I just if a movie if I hear a movie's good, I try not to hear about it because I don't want anything spoiled for it if I can. Yeah. Sometimes. Like most for the most part. But then the, the trailers rest trailers always suck. Oh, but sorry, it's to clarify this too, so that's part of this too, is like it happens in like a dr- drunk driving accident with the son. So it's like kind of set up where the daughter has a peanut allergy. He so wasn't drunk. He was drinking oh he's smoking weed. Sorry, he's he, intoxicated. They were there though. for like they were there for like at the party for ten minutes. She has a nut allergy. Mm-hmm. She's thirteen, so he's probably like seventeen, maybe. Yeah. There's a girl that he likes that like he has like one like maybe a couple sips out of a drink and like rips a bong, mm-hmm. and then the sister eats this cake that they were making full of nuts and then comes in as like having anaphylactic shock. It's established in the first shot of the movie in the first five minutes too that she has a nut allergy, so like they established that. Just be clear, sorry, plot structure wise. Which yeah, is good. it wasn't just like, oh, this thing. But happened. I wouldn't say that he was drunk driving or like he, super impaired. He, well, he's panicking but too. But he was definitely fucking panicking. It was both of these things. His sister though. was basically suffocating in the back seat. No, I get that. That's why I'm saying it was both things. He was intoxicated and, they and were, panicking. And it kind of made it look like the fucking wherever this house was it was like a really fancy, like rich house, and it made it seem like it was in the middle of nowhere. So it was like, you know, even if she hadn't been de- decapitated. <laughs> so yeah, so she sticks her head outside the car window for trying to get some air. And there's just a pole that's up and she takes her head off. And then the brother kind of realizes what happened. And they just kind of drives home in shock and just goes to bed. Because he's like just shocked from the incident. And he then it's make like, himself look in the backseat. Well, he can't do anything. He just kind of, he just, he walks like a zombie to bed and then he just kind of, it's like a one single shot where it's like just basically his face for the entire time, which I, I like shots like this that do kind of a thing where it's like a, 
the same shot and it's like boom complete contrast oh fuck that's my favorite thing about this movie (laughs) so this movie has a lot of great shots and edits and one of my favorite thing is they do they'll do like an outside shot where it's like night or day for a single second and then boom immediately like (laughs) so it's just like so jarring with these quick edits yeah but I love it. Anyway, though, but they do that with him, and the, you just hear Tony Collette screaming when she sees the, her daughter's body in the backseat of the car. Oh, does such a good job at that one. Fuck, it's horrifying. And it's, the again, that just shocked, that so shocked me. Yeah. And yeah, so then there's kind of a whole thing where she befriends this lady at the meeting, kind of, and then there ends up being like, oh, she th- thinks she's talking with spirits from the afterlife, and then you find out her mom was, like, into the kind of occult. And then there's just weird shit happening. So then you're kind of like, oh, is it like demons from the cult? Or is it the, uh, is it just hereditary crazy stuff, right? And as the movie kind of goes on with the lore, that's kind of there. And again, if you go back, the thing that's cool with the movie is if you rewatch it, there's stuff that makes more sense with the lore that it ties up and it kind of pre-establishes like everything that happened in the movie, which is, again, so some people might not like that for second rewatching for a full appreciation, but then just do what I do and cliff notes that shit on YouTube. So the whole thing kind of ends with the uh, the kind of general idea that they want to bring a demon to Earth or like a sub-demon. They don't use Satan because you can't use Satan. It's just so overdone. So they just use like a lesser Satan. But he's their, yeah. he's their devil they worship and they need a male body to put it in. So it's like... And there's like establishing things like this too where the little girl's like, Grandma said she wanted a boy. And then it's like, eventually, so it's like they had to kill the daughter to get the demon into the boy's body. Because the daughter was the demon the whole time. Yeah. That's why and she's that's, so weird. And that's why her sociopathic behavior and obsession with, like, dead shit is kind of, like, explained. So, again, if you rewatch but it... her full power could not be realized... The, the demon's full power could not be realized in a female body. How sexist of that demon. And that comes directly... <laughs> That's so not progressive. That ancient demon is so not progressive. No, it it might have something to do with the demon also being male. I mean, like, I want to believe that if it was a female demon, the whole movie would be reversed. It's obviously a misogynistic demon. That's just, like, perpetuating structures of misogyny. Gummy bear. (laughs) (laughs) It's the patriarchy. (laughs) It's the patriarchy. The demon patriarchy. So. Well, the movie was written by a man, so I'm not surprised. Oh god, he's probably white too. I don't know, or I don't care either. But he's probably I'm just white joking. Man. I doubt it. I'm joking too. I don't care though, and it doesn't matter either. I don't actually care. I'm, we're this is all jokes. We're all just making jokes, okay? We don't Again. need to clarify that. We're laughing. It's obviously hilarious. Yeah, just, people are sensitive nowadays. <laughs> So please write us. Anyway, oh, you're yeah. right. Oh, look at him. Oh, see, oh fuck, it. he's whiter than me. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a white he's, mask. He's, 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 he a the fucker's whiter than me. He's, he's, he's a ginger. Isn't he? Oh, he's a ginger. <laughs> he's a subtle ginger though. No, it's a, like almost looks brown, but oh it's my God. it is. He's a. He's see, a now, now that when you look into his eyes, he's he has, a covert ginger. That's why he's so good at these demonic movies. He has no soul. <laughs> Science. He was raised in a cult. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he writes cult so much. Cult oh god. Okay. No. The, oh yeah. I guess they are both cult movies. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, though. Yeah. So I just want to end on that. With that, it was a great movie. The sound design was amazing, and there's a lot of really great shots in the movie. There's one more I want to say, and like where the movie ends with like Tony Collette kind of acting demonic for some reason. Because, I don't know, maybe she's, like, possessed by a demon now or something, too. But she's, like, doing the whole, like, hiding on the ceiling thing. But there's best thing about this movie, no jump scares. It's all just, like, creepy shots in the background where shit's happening behind the scenes that you see and the character's unaware of it. And it's, like, freaky as fuck. Yeah, she was temporarily possessed. Mm-hmm. 
But then she decapitates herself in a really weird way. And the whole ending is kind of like a giant dream sequence where you don't know if it's like, is it all in his fucking... so fucking weird. Well, it's like, is this all in his head or is this actually happening? Because it's all like he jumps out a window and survives from a second story building. So it's like, it's possible. House. Yeah, second second story house. But it's just, you know what I mean? Where I'm just saying... But that's what I'm saying, though, where it's like the whole point is that is it like, oh, is it real? Was it not? Because I didn't actually totally get that until you pointed shit out. And then I was like, oh, because that movie flew over my head because the movie is smarter than me. Oh, yeah. Heredi- no, it flew over my head the first time, too. Yeah. Hereditary is a much smarter movie than me. I remember I watched the whole thing and I was like, what the fuck just happened? But it's very good. <laughs> and so I was saying, like, I totally recommend watching the scary movie because, again, no stupid fucking jump scares, which is my big appreciation. Oh, and it's yes. a really just creepy story. That's and really it's good. Ten- Tony, like, Tony, it's really tense throughout. Tony Collette's amazing. The sound design's great. The editing, it's very interesting editing. And I loved it. And again, it throws you off. Yeah, no, Hereditary's, Hereditary's a great movie. And so just please check it out. And uh, that's where that's where I want to end on that. Any final uh, things to say about it, though, Gummy Bear? I feel like the first time I watched it, it was more intense. Mm. Um, I do know some people who said that they couldn't even watch it in one go because it's a little bit long and it is really like it's like the intensity like it's it's, two hours right yeah i think so that's 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 like that's a good movie that's a standard movie length though for like a lot of movies right yeah i don't know because again i think an hour and a half is more the standard you're right okay you're right sorry and then two hours is like not off the standard when you get to two and a half hours then you're starting to get to the long end of things i totally agree with you that's where i was saying like i think two and a half hours is the long end of it but i guess it was because i i maybe i was wrong but i thought like two hour movies were normalized after the dark knight where just like a lot of movies seemed like there was a lot of two hour movies after that but i think you i would agree with you more where you're right 90 minutes is kind of like the that's the movie is the fully fully feature length movie Mm -hmm. sorry that aside though yeah but either way it's only about two hours long great movie that's yeah I mean, it didn't mean to take words out of your mouth. I did have one criticism about the plot structure in, a, in the beginning, but you also kind of took that away with actually you explained with the extended lore where yes. they established this kid's nut allergy. And then like the first shot in the party is like a huge cutting board full of fucking nuts. And I was like, that is literally the most incompetent fucking brother either. They didn't like have an EpiPen for this kid. And I don't know how common that is, but I was like, even if they didn't have an EpiPen, he should have been like, oh, a big fucking thing of nuts. So... Maybe say he was like so. I think maybe he was trusting that his thirteen-year-old sister would be aware enough of her nut allergy not to, but then maybe he didn't see the nuts because he says there's cake, go eat the cake or whatever. He's like, look, there's cake or whatever. Yeah, and he's only kind of he paying attention. To ask well, he wants to hook else. up with that chick from his class, so there's and there kind are of theories that the chick from his class was part of the cult, which orchestrated it. Well, wait, did you say that they confirmed that her last name was the same as one of the cult, name, cult yes. members' last name? Okay, that's what I mean, though. So that's kinda... But it's not confirmed by the director at all. That's just fan theory. Well, again, though, but if it's... if it's But the... it's a detail that they would, would have put yeah. in. Because, I, because like, Maybe even everything in the set production, everything, there was a lot of detail put in. Mm-hmm. Even the, the mother and the father having, like, their clocks um, when they go to bed in one scene at the very beginning of the movie show different times. Oh, yeah, and I should say, too, there's a whole Just, thing... like, little details like that that are kind of, like, Easter egg-y, like, not super important, but they are, like, little hidden details that, you know, I think a lot of work was put into it, which well, I appreciate a lot well, I want to for say a horror too... movie. Oh, sorry. There's a whole thing with her miniatures, too, which are kind of, like, creepy in themselves, but she does, like, <laughs> miniatures as part of her job, so there's, like, a whole contrast between her expressing herself through miniatures, but then the shots, a lot of the shots fade from, like, a miniature to the actual thing, or vice versa. Cool shots in this movie. The miniatures also point to sort of a mirror, like a, um, the miniatures have no control. They do what she wants. Neither does 
neither did the, the, does the family have any control over anything that happens to them in the whole movie. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so there's like last thing I'll say to him though is that Ari Aster or whatever, it's best for him not to confirm too much shit about this because the more you confirm, it's the magician rule, man. The more you learn about how to do a magic trick, the less interesting oh, yeah, it maybe is. Maybe like in the twentieth anniversary. Oh, maybe one day. <laughs> that would that would be that would be and that would be the last kind of flur to get a little bit of more oomph out of it before you goes into it. But I, I don't know. I think this movie will last. It's good. It's a solid movie. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break now before we go into Midsummer, which this is going to, oh, this discussion is going to be fucking hilarious. We're going to argue about it. It's going to be great. We're going to argue about it for sure. Okay. <laughs> CPC might break up, but it won't because our, <laughs> our friendship is stronger than that. <laughs> I think it is. We can argue about movies. It's all good. Let's argue about how strong our friendship is. <laughs> okay. Take care. I'll see you soon. I saw a sword from shoveling all day. So sit down, sit down, sit down. Welcome back to At the Movies with Gummy Bears Spooktacular Extravaganza. 2021. Woo! And now we're going to our second movie, Midsummer. 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 You're just overpronouncing it. <laughs> it's Midsummer. <laughs> okay, I'm being an uh, yeah, I'm being an ass. Okay, so it's Midsummer. <laughs> Shocker, right? Do you want to do the synopsis on this, or do you want me to do a quick spoiler-free synopsis? I, I want to hear yours. The world's worst couple goes on vacation <laughs> to a creepy a creepy <laughs> and people and people get and someone gets the end i'd argue that's not spoiler free <laughs> okay let's okay well, well let's we'll edit that and i'll say this so okay so sorry as a quick plot synopsis this couple goes on this trip to Sweden with a bunch of people. This group of people go to Sweden to observe a midsummer festival. And they... And... With their friend, Pele, who lives there already. Thank you. Sorry, I don't know why I'm being put on the spot now because I have to try to give us thing without spoiling the movie because just going from the beginning. It's a little hard. But I mean, Again, but... they go there... Yeah, there's some psychedelic shit and uh, oh yeah, they take a lot of mystery lot and of psychedelics. Um, things get crazy. Yeah, things get kind of weird. There's no supernatural thing with this though. So this movie is no. It's like basically uh yeah, it's a creepy cult movie, but it's no. There's no supernatural element to it. But yeah, so this group goes to the Swedish Swedish Midsummer Festival. Things happen, mysterious things. I think that's good for. Yeah quick blurb about it yeah i'll uh i'll edit this one this half of this <laughs> so going to like spoilers right away though okay so the world's worst couple what's his chris he looks like if chris pratt his name you're thinking his name, i think his name's adam he's like discount chris pratt is his name adam i don't remember any he, other names me neither but he looks like disc- i only remember those the discount chris pratt i think Bad see boyfriend. i think you're making a mistake by starting with with um the boyfriend like why are you now starting with 
with with Danny and like <laughs> what happened to her because that is the most significant part of the movie <laughs> is her like it's her story basically is I would argue I, I I agree that it's her story but the movie spends a cartoonish a cartoonish amount of times establishing what a piece of shit this guy is so it's like. It really is. I don't. Why do you think it's cartoonish? It's like okay. It's it's the. I told you we we're gonna it's, argue. It's, it's the essay thing, man. It's the essay thing where it's like okay, you just do that too. It's like just make him that much more of a dick. Like it's the. Oh no, the boyfriend's name is Christian. Christian. See, it's something religious. <laughs> what did you? You, say? you said Adam. <laughs> you said something that wasn't religious. I said discount Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> Chris. Oh, Christian's closer. You were closer. So discount. My bad. So he looks like a discount Chris Pratt, though. I sound by that assessment. <laughs> it was like I thought it was like if Chris Evans and Chris Pratt had a baby, it's who that would be. That aside. So, okay. So the main girl's name is Danny. She is like bipolar, and her sister's like heavily bipolar. No, she's not bipolar. I thought she was bipolar no. too. I thought she had things. Okay, so it's hard to say. So her family has like. Her sister is okay. So her sister's like heavily bipolar, and the movie starts off with like her literally just her sister's super bipolar, and that's it. Okay, fine. And then, well, she's still bipolar. She kills everybody. So who's everybody? Oh fucking Christ! So she kills like okay. So she is like so suicidal that she kills her parents too because it wasn't enough just to kill her herself. She has to kill her fucking parents too. And the sister, thing. not the sister. Sorry, Danny, Danny's obviously. sister. Um, sorry, that's the thing. So the movie starts off though with her trying to figure like out. Oh my god, what's going on is, like, my sister's, like, saying some pretty dark, sketchy shit. Like, should I be worried? And then Discount Chris Pratt slash Bad Boyfriend is, like, it's fine, babe. Like, she's always, like, she always comes to you all the time. The more attention you give her, the more that she does it, blah, blah, blah. And Danny's like, you're right, no, 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 doing this. And then she's kind of going back and keeps messaging her sister. Then it immediately cuts to discount Chris Pratt's and her and his shitty boy and slash shitty boyfriend and all his crappy friends. So there's Cheeky from the Good Place. <laughs> there's the asshole. He's the or he's meathead who's like he's a great actor, but he just plays an asshole in this movie. I don't remember what the actor's name is. Do you mind looking it up quickly? Because he's a really good actor. I want to give a shout out to him because he plays an asshole in this movie. Wait, wait, he's he, in a comedy. He's very talented. He's and he's. My phone's oh, being stupid. Oh, it's okay because he was gonna be. He was gonna do a role of. Re, it was like he's. Oh fuck shit! There was a. He's gonna do this role and that new role that I'm fucking blanking on. But it's some kind of. Oh no, he's playing Adam Warlock in the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Will Poulter. Will Poulter. Yeah, he's a fucking great actor, but he just plays a complete asshole in this movie, and I'm sure it's by the director's, uh, or what the, by Ari Aster, what he wrote. Oh yeah, he's supposed to be. And then there's Pele, who is the best character in the movie. I love Pele. He's so nice. <laughs> so, he's the nicest cult, he's the nicest cult guy ever. So, Pele, though, invites them, Chidi and them, to go to his village for their Midsummer Festival, which happens once every 90 years. And, okay, so, again, here's go the midsummer festival happens every year it's only the later things we'll talk about that happen every oh the super years. festival yeah it's called the super festival yeah but the mid like the yeah the normal parts happen every year yeah okay so super festival happens the super festival happens and yeah so they're going for this 90 year every 90 year super festival so why this is again this pisses me off is character writing so here my biggest criticism of this is that the Dicks in this movie are just made... The cast is made expendable, so you hate everybody that dies. So there's, like... 
you don't mind them dying. And it's like you make them all, they're all shitty people. Except for Pele, who's the best. <laughs> I'll explain this. I have a... Man, I disagree. That's okay, so well, weird. Let's, okay, let's fine with that. Well, we'll go into, well, I just want, we need to get, we need to move down the spoiler here so we can go into this because this is all important. So they're planning this thing, this going to this midsummer thing six months later. And Chris, Chris Pratt... And or discount discount cross Chris Pratt and or Danny have been dating for like three fucking years. So they've been dating for a long goddamn period of time. And he like kind of wants to break up with her. And his friends are like, "Dude, you just gotta break up." He with wants her. to break up with her, but then her sister kills herself and her parents. Yeah. Um. So then, like, he kind of feels like he can't. Yeah. And then he wants to go on the on the trip with Pele and his and his dude friends. Yes. And then. No, here, here's why this is... She finds out about it. Here's what's stupid, though, is that it was, like, six months down the line. Why didn't you just, like, oh, by the way, we're going on this trip? Because then they have a whole conversation made about it. She's like, you said it was interesting to go. And then he's like, yeah, and, like, I don't know. And, like, why the fuck didn't he just tell her? And I know this is, it's making him do because stupid, stupid shit. stupid and toxic. And... But that's the point. So they're just making him do stupid shit just for making, creating, creating conflict. Like, I think it's, like, just clear that he, like, really doesn't care about her at all, so that's why he didn't tell her. Yeah, but then it's also, then, I don't know, and at the same time, too, it's, so it's kind of like, so she's dependent on him, because he's obviously doesn't care, and it gets into, like, again, there's so much shit about him that just makes him, like, the worst character in this movie, which is, like, ten minutes in the movie, I said, okay, yeah. I want him to die. It was, like, basically, but like... you had it spoiled for you already. Ah, uh, that's true. But And this is where, this is where like, I'm almost a little bit sad that you hate the movie, because you already knew it was going to happen. I do so not hate the movie. I do not so hate many, the movie. Nah, you hate all the characters. You didn't, you weren't able to look at it with fresh eyes, and... And, um, no, I have, a, I have a theory behind this. Let me. I have a slasher movie. You wouldn't have about said this. that if you didn't know he was gonna die. No, it's not about that. I have a whole thing about the slasher movie trope about this. I have a whole thing of theory about this because as a, as a as a lover of slasher of movies, that's unrelated to the we, fact that that I feel like when you watched it, some things were tainted for you because you had it spoiled. Okay, and that's, that's true. All I meant. Okay, that's fair. That's true. But I have opinions about the structure of everything too, though. That like I just want to get into about these things. Okay. But it doesn't matter. Okay, I'm just joking. <laughs> Calm down. Like, I, I like the movie. I just don't like it for the reasons you want me to like it for. What are those? Again, I like it because it's basically a modern shitty slasher movie. Hmm. But it's just I'm disappointed, though, because Ari Aster is so... Hereditary was so smart, and this movie does not seem nearly as okay. well-structured. It's two and a half hours long. It's That's very... so funny. It's, he has very long... He's very long good shots of things, but I feel like he cut a like cut 20 minutes out of that movie and it would have been fine and he could still could still had some long really nice shots my thing here can i just go through the plot so we can get into it yeah please yeah, let me sure. just get let me get to the plot for you so okay? so like, I, I have a very i have a good hey, i warned everyone that we we're gonna argue about but it so I know, it's I'm, all I'm, good. I'm the one just trying to get through the goddamn plot so we can do this so <laughs> essentially <clears throat> okay so he reluctantly brings her along, kind of. Where again, it's kind of weird because he's he can't do anything. Like even when he's with his friends, he's like, "I invited her, but she's not going to come." And then she comes because she has like nobody. Can I point out that Pele and her have a long conversation, and he basically like talks, to, convinces her to come because she tells him, uh, "You know, I, I might not actually go," which is what he, what the boyfriend wants. The boyfriend mm. tells them yeah she says she's gonna come but she's not actually going to and then she comes over to where they are the apartment that they are mm -hmm. and has a private conversation with pele and he basically convinces her to come which is very important for later on fair okay fair that's a fair point 
I give you that, okay? Continuing down the plot. <laughs> so now she comes. They get to a giant fucking field, because I'm pretty sure that's all Sweden is. <laughs> I don't know. And there's some trees. So when they're in the middle of this field and they meet up with someone that Pele vouches for, there's also this British couple with them. They're all like, hey, let's take some psychedelic shrooms. We're in a foreign country and we don't know anybody. Best time to just do it. So everyone wants to do it. And except for Danny, because she's like all crazy and crazy. And she, well, sorry, she's not crazy. Sorry, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm sorry, not one to do shrooms doesn't make you crazy. No, no, I don't mean she's crazy. I don't, I'm being uh, sorry. I'm just like I'm changing from I'm changing my words from hereditary because my brain's changing gears. OK. So, no, she's, like, she's all emotional and shit, and she's not in a good place to be taking shrooms. As somebody that's taken them, I would never recommend she takes them, and she's had the trauma she's having with, like, her emotions and shit. Yeah. And then she doesn't want to take them, and again, why world's shittiest boyfriend is the shittiest boyfriend, he just, he, instead of just being like, dude, just don't take them, it's fine. But then Meathead's like, no, we all gotta have the same trip, but it's like, dude, just let her not take them. Just, she would be fine not taking them. It would, be, it would suck for her, because it sucks to be the only person not doing shrooms, but if you're not in a place to do it, don't do fucking do shrooms. So I also, like, again, I guess, I don't know, people, some critics or people said that Chris Pratt pressures, pressures her into, pressures her into taking shrooms. And I, again, I don't know if that's a thing too, because Danny should have also said no, because she's not in a place to do it. But he also shouldn't have done that. So everyone's shitty. And that's kind of my criticism of that thing. But again, it's not good. And then also Meathead is the worst person on earth to do shrooms with, where he just sucks. And that's actually funny because he's such an asshole. He even sucks to do drugs with, which is really funny. I found actually. I don't think that he pressures her into it like explicitly. I think it's social pressure with all of them. I agree, and that could be. I'm, I'm down. I'm down to give that. But I was just saying that in some movies from in movie reviews of Midsummer and shit like that, that was a different take that some reviewers had. Where I was like. Okay, maybe if you even want to round up and say, yeah, sure, he pressured her. Again, she also would have had agency to say no. Just like, no, guys, I'm not in a place for it. And again, Meathead, it was understandable for Meathead. It's clearly not the dynamic of the relationship. Well, and that's the thing, too, though, where, again, like, Meathead is inconsiderate American tourist and Chris Pratt's just inconsiderate to everybody. Because, again, they just, again, they go out of their way to make him just the shittiest character, so there's no remorse for, again, when he eventually dies. So... We're going down the plot here. We said spoilers. We're fucking done. Oh no, I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, there's so they get to the they get to the uh, they go through the forest and the trees and shit, and then they find the giant plot of land, and everyone's wearing like white robes, and everyone's in harmony, and it looks like a cool paradise, and everyone loves everybody, and it's like oh great, we have crops and farming, and it's like a fucking utopia, and then they then they go in there, and there's a whole thing. Uh, there's a lot of dinner eating. <laughs> so there's about like 20 minutes of dinner, dinner shots of a dinner table. And some of it's relevant. Other times it's very like long and drawn out, but that's the whole part of the ceremony. And 1.2 and feel free to look, then interject after this. There's also a lot of Swedish in this, or what language is it? Is it actually I Swedish? Think it's Swedish. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot I of, assume it is. There's a lot of Swedish in the movie, but there's not subtitles for all of it, but that's kind of the point because artistically, and again, this is a smart thing that Ari Aster is doing is that, it's like the two American tourists have no idea what's being said. And the viewer is not supposed to know everything that's being said is a bit part of it. Right. Yeah. And so this is again, where I'm giving credit and saying, that's a smart thing to do. If that's the vibe you want for your movie, because they're always a bit out of touch. Like they don't quite know what's going on. So there's this build up where after dinner, they're like, Oh, there's going to be a big ceremony tomorrow. And okay. And this is Pell being a shithead. 
<laughs> he's my favorite character and he's just him being a shithead it's like oh there's a big ceremony tomorrow and he's like what is it and they're like what is it and he's like it's hard to explain and it is not hard to explain people throw themselves <laughs> on the fucking cliffs I summarize it in a fucking it's sentence like a, it's once they reach a certain age they have to jump off the cliff yes, in the so ceremony it's, it's at 72. So, like, I don't think it's, like, on their birthday. I think it's, like, once a year during the midsummer, whoever is over 72 mm-hmm. has to do that. It's alluded to, too. Imagine say, being, like, your birthday is uh, the year after. Like, <laughs> or no, the day after midsummer, and you're just like, yes! You get to, le- like, le- live almost till you're 73. Like, you get, like, one extra full year. <laughs> Alfacles are lucky babies. But, again, maybe, maybe mating is all ritualistic, because we'll get into that, but... Oh, that is the most uncomfortable part of the movie. So, okay, let's get... Well, that, that'll be a later thing. But anyway, sorry, going there. Though, it's alluded to in the thing, though, where Ch- so Chidi is being a dork and writing a, writing a paper on the uh, on the whole... An anthropological paper on the whole thing. And then he's like, oh, we see age as a season. So, like, spring is these years and summer is these years and fall is, like, your adult years and then winter is your elderly years. And then it's like, what happens at 72? And then he's just like ominous phrase Pele says ominous phrase he doesn't actually say ominous phrase but he says something like that kind of answers it but not really because you know what they do they cast themselves off of cliffs but he couldn't say that because plot tension well it was, I think it is implied that one of the the tour the people in their group that are not from there I can't remember which one says something like they already know what's going to happen but they also don't warn Danny and the and anyone who's like gonna freak out about it well that's again where i'm saying so here's and, again yeah <clears throat> oh sorry so here i want to say this actually because i really love this mm-hmm. shot so this is actually really cool this shot this build-up shot was really intense where it was like really slow there's the drum beating and then there's the older elderly people and they cut their hands and they rub it down like this rune like stone yeah. it's fucking cool like it was great shot like i love that it was so you fucking have no intense. idea what the fuck's gonna happen yes and it was well. Here's the thing: if you hear, if you know more North myth, Norse mythology, you might know what's happening. Because the thing is, he takes a lot of like things from North myth, North Norse mythology. Oh yeah, they have a lot of things about runes in yeah, this movie too. Totally, and that's the thing. So that's this is where he's being smart with the movie, mm-hmm. where he does these, and these are also things though that are not proven to be factually have happened or historically. Yeah. But they are like they're legends, like all mythology from all cultures, and that's a lot of the inspiration from these. So there's like a lot of different things, though, right? So also like as a quick thing with the Midsummer, where everyone's tripping on mushrooms and weird psychedelics the entire movie. In actual or um, Midsummer festival, it's usually alcohol. It's all drinking and shit like that. Oh yeah, I assume I always just assumed that was like the cult, like cult specific. <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> to like, the movie, like that like, makes sense. If there was a cult like that, they would they would do psychedelics, but like I didn't think that was like a cultural thing because the May like yeah. uh, like that's like, fair. Midsummer festival, I think, or like yeah, um, the the pole dancing and the flower, like that's that's a thing that's kind of worldwide a little bit. Well, we have a little bit in Canada. We have the yeah. I'm sure that's true for Sweden. They have their own thing. Um. But then, but then, like, if I don't, I wouldn't assume that psychedelics were involved in that cultural. Mm-hmm. I just assume that was cults, like yeah. fictional cult specific. No, and it's the thing too, where if you think about it, like, if you know if the bat's a cult movie, then you kind of think about it completely differently going in, which is like one of the bigger spoilers, I guess, or kind of so to speak. But it is a very like. So sorry, after these people toss themselves off the cliff, the British couple rightly goes like, "What the fuck is that? Oh, it's so messed up!" And all the other. People are like, oh, that's so messed up. And Chidi is like, oh, that's so messed up. And he has a stomach ache. 
Sorry, that's, that's just me making a joke. <laughs> anyway, though, but then Danielle gets her PTSD from it, too. But then, like, the head matriarch lady of the cult is like, you guys don't understand. We see life as a cycle and blah, 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 and this. And then Danny kind of looks and she starts paying attention. And that's kind of where... Pelly explains the cycle. He does. And that's kind of where, again, because it, it's all renewal things. So this makes me kind of think of, again, the whole movie is about cult indoctrination, in my opinion. And that's kind of where Danny comes in because she's like, has no. She was the target. Again, she has no family. And this is, I want to get, I'll, I'll say my final criticism, which is not mine. It's a thing from a YouTuber, but I agree with at the end for a story structure change. I would make it, make it a bit better. However, though, so anyway, though, so rightly so, though, the British couple is like, okay, we got to leave and get out of here. So the very next day. And then everyone else is all kind of like chilling about it, kind of. They're all kind of unsettled by it. And then there's kind of this weird thing where first the British guy disappears. And then his girlfriend's like, what? He wouldn't leave without me. And they're like, oh, sorry, it happened. It's like, okay. And then she disappears. Oh, it's fine. We took them away. And then, okay, the friends are all kind of like just doing their own thing. Cheese writing his paper. Dickhead's trying to hook up with Swedish girls. Chris Pratt's being a terrible boyfriend. He forgot Danny's birthday. Pele is trying to totally hook up with Danny. He drew her a nice picture for her birthday. And that's actually a fan theory I like, is that Pele likes Danny, Danny, because he gives her the picture and he kisses her and stuff later in the movie. Well, he tells her a story about how his whole family burned to death. Oh, shit, sorry, right, I forgot about that, because that was after she was having PTSD from the ceremony. You talk, tell me Which is why he invites her, I believe. So she, so he already knows, like, this is where you belong. You belong in our family. So she's trying to be indoctrinated, right? So it's like... Well, there was that thing where he talks about how after she's having PTSD from the old people throwing themselves from a cliff ceremony... That's when he tells the story. He tells the story about his family died, but then he, that's the thing. When he said the line, though, he's like, where I found a family, a real family. And it's like, as soon as he said that, I was like, fucking Christ, buddy. You're saying, we're the cultiest cult that ever culted the cult. <laughs> Yeah, and they want to invite other people in so there's yeah. incest isn't. Oh, because they, they have to, because Chidi asked about incest, and that's where this, there's these little smart details in the movie. Mm-hmm. But then there's, okay, so anyway, as the movie progresses along, though, first what happens is Meathead pees on a sacred tree, and he's kind of a complete asshole about the whole situation. He's like, oh, how was I supposed to know? It was just a dead tree, man, just a dead tree. So he's like just the biggest asshole on earth. And then he mysteriously disappears after a Swedish girl lures him away. And then everyone's like, okay. And then, or they go, okay, at first they write it off. Okay, at first they write it off saying he's probably hooking up with her at first. They do get worried, but then they're just like, everything goes so fast and they're all high as fuck half well, the time. Well, that's a, bit, that's a bit part of it too, is that the whole, like. They're kept that way on well, not just that, though, but the whole thing with Midsummer being the longest day of the year and it being light most of the time. You're at the, by the end of the movie, you're supposed to be disoriented by night and day and what day it is because they're, they're yeah. supposed to be there for like nine days, too, and it's like weird. Sorry, my point, the though. Midnight sun. Anyway, though, so then finally, so Chidi's looking. Okay, now, first what happens is that, okay, so apparently they went this entire way and then Chidi did not check with Pell beforehand if he could do an anthropological paper on his people. Apparently, he just forgot to mention that detail that he was that was the whole reason he wanted to go with them. So Pell's like, I must ask the village elder. And then Chris Pratt, because he's not a big enough asshole already that already forgot her birthday and is just the worst boyfriend ever. He's like, hey, man, I said I'm going to do a paper on these people. And she's like, dude, like, what the fuck? We're doing this like we came here because of me because they came there. They were going there because of Cheaty in the first place. Chris Pratt was a tag along to begin with. He was like, I love yeah. how neither of these names are what their names are. I think it's Christian and Josh. I think those are what their names are. It's... <laughs> Well, again, go, you know, a whole thing about slash movie tropes, again, can go into that. Holy shit. But, again, that'll be at the end of the movie. 
because it all connects. So, Chidi, so anyway, though, so they have a whole fight. They have a tissy fit fight about that, and then they both go crying to Pele, and Pele's like, you must share the paper. So then Chidi's doing research, and Chris Pratt's being passive-aggressive as fuck. And then, so, first Chidi's like, they're showing him sacred text, and he's explaining how the incest makes the boy, their oracle, retarded, and that way he's he's un... He's unfogged by cognition. They literally say that. He's genetically morphed, like No, they say they again, okay, so he's like a complete he's like messed up, but they say they he says he says like in a nicer way, he doesn't say retarded, but he says it in a nicer way, he's like so that cognition doesn't fog his brain. But he says like yeah. a nice word for retarded before that. And I'm just being I'm being an asshole about it. But that's the point. That's it's incest, dude. It's heavy incest. That's the point of it. That's the point of the movie. The kid like looks all messed up too. Mm-hmm. too. It looks like a weird deflated balloon. <laughs> well, some parts not. Anyway, um, so sorry. Anyway, though, but then there's che- some che- oh, che- genetic deformities for sure. Chidi wants to take a picture of the sacred text, and then he's like, "Elder's like, no, you can't do that." So Chidi breaks into the sacred building in the middle of the night, and then do you want to reveal the plot twist? He's like, oh, Mark, close the door. We're not supposed to be in here. And then it's not Meathead Mark or whatever his name is. It's some dude wearing Mark's face. And then they hit Chidi with a hammer and bury him in a garden. So after that, so yeah, for taking for taking pictures of sacred textbooks. So that by this point now, it's just Danny and Chris Pratt. Danny's been hanging out with the tribe, making meat pies and stuff. Oh shit! I forgot about the pewpie. <laughs> My God, there's too much to get into in this movie. Like, I'm like, sorry. If there's... people are interested, they can watch the movie. I know, but we there's so to... many things to talk we, about. We though need to ab- you need to abbreviate. I think. Uh, I know. Sorry, but there's so much weird shit with this movie. So there's this, like this village girl that's all into discount Chris Pratt, and then she's like makes him, then she's like trying to get his attention, then she makes him like a pewpie and puts period blood in his drink. Ugh. And it's like very obvious too, because like okay, so there's like a huge, huge row of like yellow drinks. Everyone has juice, and Chris Pratt is like slightly right and he just drinks from it. And I was like, again, he's just cartoonishly stupid. Like, all of it. And then so... And again, these are also myths of North mythology, of love potions from North mythology, of pube, pube pies, and menstrual drinks. That's North mythology, man. That's not even me trying to be gross. That's just yeah, the thing. Yeah, So, that aside... Uh, oh, fucking shit. So... Oh, she also puts a lever in under his bed. But it, the pube pie is like the crescendo of that whole thing. Oh, no, actually, it's technically not. So, she totally takes advantage of him. Anyway, though, then eventually there's, like, a dancing thing where Danny's all dressed in the tribe thing, and she takes a super psychedelic potion and then starts dancing around a maypole, and then she's, like, tripping balls, and it's intense, and she's, like, connecting with the tribe, and it feels amazing, and Chris Pratt's, like, all bored watching there. None of his friends are around because they're all dead, but he doesn't know that yet. And then somebody offers him, like, a psychedelic drink, and then he's like, what's in it? And then she's like, it's gonna lower your defenses make you more open to things. Like, she actually says this is a yep. line of dialogue. Yep. And then he eventually just, like, takes it, and then he just says, like, a fuck it and drinks it. So, again, he's the biggest fucking idiot on Earth. Such a fucking idiot. So, he starts tripping balls, too. Danny wins the dancing contest, so she becomes the May Queen. So, she's like, now, everyone sits down. When she sits down at dinner, they're all hanging out. Chris Pratt's tripping balls at the table. Then they eventually take her away, something like that. Pele kisses her, and it's all cute and shit. 
Love Pele. He's the best. Even though he's technically a bad guy, I love him. Pele is just the nicest. <laughs> he was only... It's not his fault. He was raised to be evil. Yeah, he's like the only character I like. I don't <laughs> he even, was I, orphaned I, I, as I a child even, and raised in the cult. I don't even like Danny that much. I like only like Pele. <laughs> so that's why, that's why he's the only one I'm acknowledging by name. Man, anyway, though, why. so Chris Pratt's tripping balls, and after they move... After they escort Danny away... They literally lure Chris Pratt to their fuck shed, which is a giant shed that's like angled like a giant metaphorical vagina, essentially. Because it's like if you see the yes. shed, you'll know what I'm it talking was about. Definitely on purpose. Yes. Awkward edit. So they lure Chris Pratt to the fuck shed, and then the ginger girl that's been trying to seduce him this entire time. Oh, while he's tripping balls, still he's still like drugged out of his mind too. So super she high. Kind of rapes him. So I just want to point out the gender roles were if the gender roles just her like the whole tribe. Okay, so here's the thing too. So I guess we're <laughs> they were all in this. on it. So no, there's a whole thing with the tribe where like the whole tribe feels together. So like when the I old people say tribe cult cult cult. Sorry, when the whole cult feel the when the whole cult feels each other's emotions. So like when. An old man throws himself terribly off a cliff. He falls and breaks his leg so we can have a really gross broken leg shot. And then everyone starts screaming in pain. Everyone's like, ah, and like basically like feeling the pain of the old man with the broken legs. And then when they lure Chris Pratt into the uh, fuck shed, there's a bunch of naked ladies there. And they're all basically all moan in unison with chanting, chanting, moaning with, uh, while uh, Ginger, the creepy pew, pew, pew pie Ginger, uh, is waiting there. And then so they just do that. And he's just tripping balls the entire time. He has no idea what's happening. So then Danny goes to the shed and sees Chris Pratt treat, cheating on her with no context, knowing that he's been like he's being raped. And because he basically is. <laughs> and he's not he's not consenting. Didn't matter. He's a shitty boyfriend. All she needed was an excuse. Yes, he's a shitty boyfriend. That's uh, what's important is that he forgot her birthday. So he deserves to die. <laughs> but anyway, okay, no there's more than that. He's he's an indecisive asshole. Like he just sucks as a character. But so anyway though, so she <laughs> Danny goes and cries and she has a big emotional like panic attack, but then the entire tribe goes with her and like a bunch of girls and they're all like, "Ah," oh, and they're crying with her and empathizing with her and crying with her and it like makes her feel better. But I want to say, these are like the worst girlfriends ever, though, because they orchestrated her boyfriend cheating on her, and then they're there to support her. That sounds like a backstab. That, that sounds like a backstabbing bitch girlfriend. That is not a nice cult. That aside, <laughs> so then the very end of it, Danny's still coming down from her massive high as she was on because she was still tripping balls the entire time too. So, oh, they also paralyze Chris Pratt. They actually start giving him drugs. Oh no, sorry. First he's running around. Then he, oh my god, sorry. He gets into the chicken coop. He sees a dude made into a blood eagle. Google that. And then go into, then, uh, anyway, though, then he freaks out. So they, they paralyze him and have him like in a wheelchair and they're like giving him drugs and they're fucking paralyzing him. Then Danny's allowed to pick one more sacrifice. Cause then the matron lady admits that we've now sacrificed four outsiders. We've sacrificed, we're going to sacrifice four village people or the two old people kind of sacrifice. We just need two more volunteers. And then the May Queen gets to pick the final sacrifice. They have nine closing out their nine-day Midsummer Festival to the thing. So she can either pick an outsider or a village person. And, of course, because Chris Pratt's a terrible boyfriend, she picks him. So they put him in a bear costume. Or a, a bear skin, It's sorry. the skin of a bear that they just killed. In, well, they allude in to that. They have, a nice, they have a nice panning shot of that where they show the bear in a cage. There's with, multiple. They show, they show them hollowing out the bear as well. Well, they show them lots of bear shots in the sh- in the thing, but that's like later in the movie. But they just quickly show the bear shot early in the movie, like it's quick passing by, and that's a good setup and payoff. And there there were smart things in the movie. My criticisms are character wise. The 
but yeah, so anyway, those they put Chris Pratt in a bearskin while he's still paralyzed, and they put him in a hut, and then they have two people that volunteer to be burnt alive too in this thing, so then they have the corpses of the sacrifices in there too. They cover Danny in a cartoonish amount of flowers, and then she kind of cries for a while while Chris Pratt's being burned alive, and then she smiles, and then it's like oh, symbolic of like a bad relationship. Now finally. she's in the cult. Now she's in the cult. She has a family. She has a connection she finally wanted because Chris Pratt was never sensitive to her needs, and now she's fully like her. She's complete about. She feels good about having a. She's over her bad breakup. Um. Yeah. Not just her bad breakup. <laughs> well, it was not only bad for Chris Pratt. She came out on top in that breakup. I feel like. Oh, I, I meant the whole thing about um, her all the the entirety of her family dying. But oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> okay, so yeah, she has a bad boyfriend, and she she knows it. She's just clinging on to him because her whole family fucking died. <laughs> yeah. And that's, well, that's the thing too, though, it's kind of a, it's where she seems to have other, like, wasn't there like another friend she texted or something? Like, does she have no other there friends? There was like one person she was talking to early on in the, in the movie. Yeah, she has like one but friend, right? that's so, all they show because... Mm-hmm. all day. So sit down, sit down, sit down. Okay, so here's my quick gripes about the movie and what I, what I like and what I don't like. So again, I like some of the long panned out shots and the, of dinner and stuff like that too. They were nice, but I just think it was two and a half hours long. I think that was half an hour more than it needed to be. And some people could argue that it was off of the nice shots, but I think as for a coherent movie, it was just unnecessary and it was a little bit self-indulgent, but they were nice shots. They were very pretty, but again, I just see it as a bit of that. Uh a lot of people say for this movie it's like about a bad relationship breaking up and shit like that too and it's all symbolic and crap and that's fair i guess as like a thing because again he takes the different symbol or mythology and shit like that from the norse stuff and then there's the whole thing because like she doesn't feel any kind of disconnect from the tribe or no she just feels disconnected from her boyfriend and his friends but the tribe makes her feel welcome and stuff like that my issues with it lie in the characters of it because again the characters are all just cartoonish in a way where like again like it's the only character like Chidi was fine but then he just looked at the sacred text they kind of give everyone something to kind of not like about them but it it didn't feel like rounding out characters it just felt like giving you a reason to not really miss them being dead which is something they would do in slasher movies so that's why I was saying is like if I'm thinking about it like a modern day slasher movie because first the fool got punished then the scholar Danny's not a virgin, but you know modern shit like that too. And then, but like Chris Pratt isn't like a jock or a anything like that else like that, right? And there's no like the English couple die and they didn't do anything wrong. But here's where again it would fail at that because at the very end of it, the lady priestess lady is like, "We have our sacrifices for the festival. It's so now we're good." So she basically says that she would have killed them, these people she brought in because oh, yeah, sure. they they reward Pele for that's why they weren't allowed back. to leave. Yeah, but here's what I'm bringing up about that, though. So that ruins the whole thing, though, because any horror movie, you have to be know what to be scared of. Like, kind of, what are the rules, right? You need to for have have a good have but a good. You don't know that thing. until the very end. So this is where, like, I found that it's a really interesting take that you think it's a slasher movie. But my final thing is that's I'm saying that's why it fails as a slasher, as a slasher movie, but it has those things. My final thing was going to say it works as a cult movie, as an indoctrination yeah. movie. Perfect. 
if that's what he's going for, but I'm not sure if that's what it was. Now I'm done. So what I was going to say is I feel like that's the fundamental, like, argument maybe between us that I realized while you were trying to do the synopsis is that you think it's a, you feel like it's a slasher movie, so you have that lens on it where, like, I viewed it as more of, like, a cold movie, but a very slow burn, which is one of my favorite subgenres. I love slow burn horror movies where Mm -hmm. the intensity is, like, left till the end in the realization moment. True. And again, I'm not against slow burn movies. Like, Parasite was a bit like that too, right? Where there were tense moments. Oh, I have more to share with you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, sorry. But I was going to say, no, I agree. I like slow burn movies too. Like, they have value. They're good. They can be good. They're my favorites. And um, so, like, Hereditary, I watched it once... Um, two-ish years ago, and Midsummer I watched maybe six months later. You know, I didn't see them when they first came out or whatever. And then I watched Midsummer again, and I think I've seen it five times. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) I liked it a lot more than the other one. Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as the analysis of it being about a breakup, I think that it's... I mean, that's an aspect. The, obviously, the relationship part of it is a huge aspect since they go together. But, like, I think it's more about the family aspect. And same thing goes with Hereditary. That's where both movies have in common. By being by the same writer and director, they're both about family and they're both about cults. In different ways, which I really like the contrast of. Mm-hmm. Because they're very different. Well, that's where... Well, and again, I guess we're, there are some horror movies where they get a little bit of an out with rules when you go into something like Hereditary where you don't know if she's crazy or if it's a cult thing. And that's fair for and the some Superman, things. the supernatural aspect of Hereditary versus... Yeah. So you have to... Midsummer. So you can't you can't just do anything because that would, that would be really bad storytelling, but you they have a bit more leniency for kind of going outside of rules. But Midsummer was grounded, so it's good to establish these rules, right? And that's why, again, it doesn't work as a slash movie. It works it's as grounded a cult, other, other as than a drugs. cult indo- and cult indoctrination <laughs> movie, and I think it works well at that. But it's also just clunky in the characters, though. Where again, I think that they could have written the characters better, so you just don't like, so you actually feel something when they die. But it was like everybody was shitty, and then there's like the only couple, only person Maybe I like that is was Pell. on purpose. But then that's just bad writing, I think, because you're just making your characters, like, hateable on purpose. Like, again, do they really need to make Chris Pratt steal Chidi's paper to make him much more of an asshole? Like, I got it. He was a dickbag. And it was even, like, too, like, when they're at dinner and Chidi's like, oh, so I did this research. Oh, now you want to share the paper? He's, like, just such a prick over everything. Like, there's nothing remotely, like, no remorse over him. Just, it's too much. It was too much because I'm like, I get it. He's a fucking dick. I mean, I didn't get, I mean, I didn't get that on my first watch. So I just feel like, again, you were influenced by your knowledge of what was going to happen at the end which is unfortunate maybe that's my opinion again and i empathize with him that he got raped i feel bad for him because he was like i don't think he deserved his i don't think he deserved his fate like i don't think he deserved that but again there's like no i'm not saying any of them deserve to die and be sacrificed no they did whatever thing no they didn't and that's like and that's a thing too yeah i guess none of them really did and again, that's a whole cult thing, right? But I don't know, again, like, it's kind of a thing, right? Where it's, again, it's, that's where it's complicated, though, because, again, you're made to, like, just dislike these people, but then, like, they didn't really deserve it either, but it's, you know what I mean? But then no one deserves, no one deserves to die in a slasher movie, a horror movie. That's, like, the point of it, right? Like, I don't know. And, the, again, like, maybe the asshole did. The asshole character did. He peed on the sacred tree, so. 
And like, here's the thing, though. Here's <sighs> man, I would have been able to argue with you a little bit better like an hour ago, but no, I'm sorry. Here's what I was. I want to fin- finish it's on tomorrow this. now. <laughs> I know, but here's what I just want to finish on this is saying that like it's hereditary was very smart in all the little details where it's i think it's very well structured not the very last detail i think midsummer has a lot of good ideas but it's really clunky i think there's a lot of details in midsummer as well there are but then again it's so again it's just clunky. that i've seen having watched it five times like a story criticism that i like that was not mine it was the critical drinker of youtube but he's like what if danny's sister was connected to the cult and then she wanted to go find it figure out wouldn't that be a better thing than Pell kind of inviting her? And that kind of works, but that's kind of... No, but because that's not how the cult works. And they explain that in the movie about how they send the certain... There's like a certain age that they consider spring, which is where they do the pilgrimage probably over and over again every year from like the certain age range of their people who are the ones who go out and they and they bring people back every time. so that was his job to the cult okay that's that's fair i still like it would have been it would have been a little bit lamer i think like it's just like that's just like that wouldn't be how the cult works to have like this person who's who's not living in the cult just like yeah, that makes no sense. Maybe to that's me. Like, maybe, I really don't like that cake. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. Maybe maybe she left. Maybe she left the cult and they killed her and stuff like that too. Because like I don't know. No, it was really clear that she was extremely mentally ill. The sister. Yeah. That again. I don't know. Like it's I. I don't know. Again, I kind of think that it's just it. The entire a lot of it depends on the characters being complete idiots about everything too. Like when the people start mysteriously disappearing, it was like some. Yeah, no, I just don't. I don't want to keep like arguing with it, uh, with you about it forever because that's fair. Um, it's really late and I'm tired and mm-hmm. yeah, we obviously have different opinions on the movie or on both of the movies, which is why we're talking about them. Yeah, <laughs> so that's fun. That's totally fine. No, I, I like that. Again, I like them both. I just think that heredi- I think that Midsummer had a lot of good ideas, but it was clunky. Hereditary was way more structured, way more. Tightly. I'm also not saying anything to like try to convince you to change your mind about the movie. Just just so we're clear on that either. Well, you made some good points. I don't think I because I don't think that's that's gonna be a thing that's happening. Well, you made a good point about Pele inviting Danny, and I agree with you. Where that's a solid point. Where he invited he he's one of the one invited her, so I was like, that's a fair point that I didn't think. As for the whole, it's just the pilgrimage sending people out. Where I'm like, uh, it's it's all culty, right? Because cults are weird. They don't they don't play by the rules anyway. But yeah. To be fair, this is a well-established cult. They've this, clearly this... been doing this for hundreds of years. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a small one, which is why they need to it's good scary, bring people in. Good scary cult movie. <laughs> it's really long though. Yeah. It's very long. Anyway. I li- okay. Well, like I said, I like that it's long because it's a slow burn, but. Mm-hmm. But again, I was just uh, two and a half hours. So email us to tell you who's which one you like the best and who's right. Do it. I'm, I'm okay. With... No, I'm just kidding. I love both movies. We're both right. Again, I like both. Re- I just don't like. I just don't like the other one for the reasons you like it for. I like it because You're again, funny. it's yeah. Again, it was. I'm tired. There's little things. Pew pie made me laugh. So. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we'll hopefully get these up as soon as possible. And didn't mean to ramble as much as we did. Sorry, this a lot of shit happened. Lies. We were meant to ramble. We got a well. We got a lot of we got a lot of attacks in the middle of the night. A lot of midnight. 
tax. It's a, it's a rough stormy night out here it's really on bad. the high seas. Play some splashing music now. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. Happy Halloween. Don't eat too much candy. So give you diabetes. Down, sit down, sit down. <laughs> Oops. In a couple of fights, you were nearly blinded. Yelling at the wheel won't do much good. Thanks again to anyone who listened to our podcast. We appreciate your attention. Please reach out to us on our Canadian PirateCast email, Facebook, and Instagram pages. Like, sub, share. You know the drill. We love it when people reach out with comments or feedback. We also have personal social media accounts if you want another meaningless Facebook friend or a silly Instagram account to follow. Be good to yourself. And take care of each other. Bye. Bye.